0: Good morning. I knew it was a catch 22 when I asked Ryan to uh, play that song because I love that song um, and I knew it was going to get me pumped and it's a great message for my message. But then I also started crying because, uh, you know, I do, but uh, also in elementary we love Waymaker. And so uh, if you could see these elementary kids just waving their hands and praising jesus and i was like okay we got to sing that today because it's family sunday and we got to have something good um so hopefully i don't get too emotional for the rest of the thing Uh, i told the volunteers today that i wasn't going to be able to help uh, because i was going to have to preach or not have to i have the honor to i'm sorry jim um to preach i said i'm not going to be able to help you but what i can do is preach a short message so we'll get you down there and we'll get the kids out of there um Jim said to me, hey, would you want to preach on the 31st and kind of just do, it's in between um, messages or series, and you kind of just you know do what you want to do or do what you think you, you, uh, God wants you to do? And I said, yeah, that sounds amazing. I would love to do that. And then I realized I don't know what I want to do. I, I don't know what I want to say. Uh, so I started praying and started um, asking God for clarity and for wisdom, and then I realized that um, often... One of my favorite parts of the job is, or of what I get to do, is kind of talking with kiddos and counseling with kiddos and trying to help them work through the feelings and the emotions and what it is that they're uh, going through um, or, or just the hard times that they're having. And I realize that it's not just me doing that with them every now and again each week, it's, it's all around us. And there's more and more and more kids and students uh, are having such a difficult time with everything that's happening around them, the way that the enemy is attacking, uh, from their faith to, to how they act to uh, everything. Their worldview is under attack. And I thought, okay, uh, you know, that's something. So let's, let's dig into that. And then I, I realized that us as parents have been given the responsibility to raise these kiddos. Uh, and are we even equipped to doing that? Can we even do that? Is that even something that we can succeed in? Sweet Moses, this morning, my, my son came with me. He, wanted, he always comes with me on Sunday. And he asked me if he could come with me today. And I was like, ah, just let me figure that out in the morning. I got to make sure I studied properly and that I feel good. But then I'm like, there's no way I can tell him he can't come with me. He really wants to come with me. And he really wants to come to church. Well, I can't say no. So we get here and we're walking in, and he, he has this great habit of walking in front of me but slower than me. <laughs> and, um, and I got angry. And I said, This is why I didn't want you to come. You're just getting in my way. And immediately my head dropped, and I'm walking down the stairs with him. I'm turning everything on, and I look around, and he's gone. But in the midst of that hurt and that brokenness on my part, God's grace is abounding. He still loves me unconditionally. And so that's what I want to talk about today. How are you and I, and this isn't just for parents or guardians or whomever you are, that you know, whether you're grandparents, whether you don't have kids, whether you're not married, whether you're a kiddo. The idea is that the big idea for today is that God's grace rescues and redeems the brokenness and the sinfulness. And every time I screw up, it's a chance for God's grace to rescue and redeem myself so that I can help raise my son in that faith with the same grace. And I thought, okay, I think we got what we got. So. We're going to be looking through uh, 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 the book of Deuteronomy. I love when we get to pointed to the Old Testament. It's it's amazing to me because that it's a it's a clear reminder that God's word is everlasting. It never changes. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, and so I love being able to do that. And so uh, one of the books that I read a lot um, is by Paul Tripp uh, for this message. Actually, a lot of the material came from Paul. Uh, it's called Parenting 14 Gospel Principles. And then there's a headline underneath it, but I can't remember that. Um, and so a lot, of, a, a lot of this comes from that, including the passage. And when I was reading this and understood this, I thought, this is amazing. This is exactly what we need. So I've already asked, is it even possible for us to do this? Is it even possible for us to effectively lead our kids and our students in their faith? Kiddos and students, is it possible for your parents to lead you in the way that you should go? And do you have grace for them when we screw up? And so I want us to keep this all in the, under the umbrella of grace. If we look around, we can see that things are getting worse and worse, not better and better. And so the idea of what kids are facing, what students are facing, is, is becoming more and more uh, uh, paramount. But I believe God's word is our light in our path, and this passage is going to give us a clear understanding of whether or not we, we are able to raise our kids or we are able to be influencers for our kids, most importantly, the primary influencers. One of the quotes in, in this book, Paul says, like, or Mr. Tripp says, everything, like everything else God calls us to, God doesn't call people to be parents because they are able to. I am sure not able to be a parent on my own. But God said, you're going to be Leighton and Luca's dad. So? What does that mean? How am I supposed to do that? Good night. This is an emotional message. (laughs) Where's all my kiddos at? Raise your hands. All right. And students, you can raise your hand too if you want. I know it's, it's not cool. Um... Kiddos, uh, I want, okay, if I pick your name, I'm going to ask you what is it that you struggle with or are afraid of or have a hard time with or are nervous about on a daily basis? Uh, Carson's hand was raised really high, but not now. It's not raised now. Um, somebody, anybody, anybody, yes, Bud. what is something that scares you or makes you afraid? Oh, spiders! Yes, I would agree with that. Spiders, absolutely, yes. Okay, all right. Okay, we went sideways on that really quickly. Uh, let me clear, Let me try and clarify. Uh, what are things that make you anxious or afraid or overwhelmed? I know that it's it. If you get your iPad taken away, it can be anxious. Lucas, what do you got for me? Nothing. You forgot already. Uh, Everly, what do you got? What'd she say? Oh, math tests, yeah. Doing something that you're not sure you can do. I used to study all the time. My best friend would study, he would study with me, he would get a 4.0 and I would barely pass the test. I never understood why that was possible. Um, just for the sake of time, there are a lot of things that these kiddos that I hear from and the students, uh, kiddos, you can, you can uh, lower your hand. Well, Colton, go ahead, You go ahead it better be good. What was it? You making people frustrated? Yeah, people pleasing. Yeah, and that's tough because you're never going to be able to please everyone. But sometimes we get super sad and super frustrated because maybe somebody tells us we can't do it or we're not good enough and then we don't want to do anything. That's a really good one. All right, um, we're going to continue, kiddos. You You can put your hands down. So they're going through identity or faith questions, trust, the culture around us, mental health, pain. There's a lot of things that kids are dealing with, students are dealing with, that we as parents are having to navigate or those of you who have influence on kids or students. Um, We've heard these examples and there's probably many, many more. Uh, And so when we start to try to wrap our heads around this and we realize we are not equipped we must go back to the place of humility and reliance on God's grace, on God's power, and in his forgiveness. What God is at, this was a profound thing that I realized, what God was asking me to do is to disciple and develop his most valuable creation. That's not, is that possible? Can that be possible? So I think as we look through Deuteronomy at the end, we're gonna have a clear answer to that we're going to have a clear answer to what it is that we can do as parents or as primary faith influencers for our kiddos. As I said, the big idea is God's, God's grace rescues and redeems. The key question for today is, what does it take to be the primary faith influencers for our kids, young and old? Um, I was kind of studying the background on Deuteronomy, and it's essentially Moses' retelling of everything that the Israelites have gone through. All the good things that God has brought them through, all the things that they've made mistakes on, that they've been disobedient in, but above all of that, God's faithfulness and grace and mercy is rescuing them. So the first point for today in understanding how can we do this, can we do this, is number one, accepting God's supremacy, or as the kiddos know, God's our creator, ruler, king. God rules over all do we accept that are we okay with that or do we try and do things the way we want to do i'm going to read verses 1 through 3 in chapter 6 of deuteronomy it says now this is the commandment the statutes and the rules that the lord your god commanded me to teach you that you may do them in the land to which you are going over to possess it that you may fear the lord your god you and your son and your son's son by keeping all his statutes and his commandments which I commanded you all the days of your life and that your days may be long. Hear therefore, O Israel, and be careful to do them, that it may go well with you and that you may and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord, the God of your father has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. God is our creator, ruler, king, and has set all things in place and has the perfect um, uh, uh, way of doing everything and wants us to be obedient to that. Of course, God's not saying, if you obey me, your life is going to be easy. Look at Jesus. His life was far from easy. Look at Paul. His life was far from easy. So many letters written in a, in a jail cell with his, with his legs or whatever chained up. Doesn't mean it's easy, but it means that God's grace is, can rescue and redeem and abound in your life so that you can help others see the exact same thing. If we are not resting on God's rule over the universe as our foundation, then we cannot adequately lead anyone else to that same foundation. So the first thing is that I need, we need to accept God's rule. We need to accept God's rule, that place in our life, that he is our creator he is our king. He is our ruler. What does that look like? Am I rightly following God's rule so that I can lead my wife and my kids? That they may follow God's rule in their life. Am I doing that? One of the things that it takes, and I said it earlier, is it takes humility and vulnerability. That, in that moment when Layton was walking in front of me and I'm walking down those things, in that moment... God is meeting me there and I can either be humble and understand that I've made a mistake or I can continue just doing the same thing that I always do when he frustrates me. Just like I frustrate God and he's gracious and mercy and he loves me. So it takes humility and vulnerability, but not just with God, not just with the spirit, but with people around us that can hold us accountable. that we can see. The biggest example for me to help me, to be vulnerable for me, is life groups. Our life group is, a, is, a, is, an, is an amazing group of people that walk through valleys and, and celebrate uh, um, uh, victories together. And we can hold each other accountable. And we can talk through things. And we can realize, too, that it's not just me that yells at my son when he walks too slow in front of me. I said that, and there were many of you that Look to your kids and said "Mm -hmm, see see so it's not so i'm not all alone there are people around me that i can lean to and work with and help are we allowing god the place in our hearts that he rightly deserves a lot of times in kids ministry we'll say uh and pastor jim has said this in the past uh, and you may have heard this You know, uh, good things aren't bad things until they take the place of God, something like that. Bottom line is, if I love riding my bike and I put that on the top shelf of my life and I remove God, that has now become an idol, it is now a sin, and I now am no longer putting God as my creator, ruler, king. So am I willing to live, no matter what, with God, head of my life on the top shelf so that everything I do is from his uh, principles and his word down God's supremacy and rule in our lives is foundational but it's hard to be consistent in that and we know that it's, it, God's not asking us to be perfect but he's asking us to strive forward the next point is accept God's best Verses 4 through 9, I'll read really quick. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Essentially, Moses is saying God's way is best and it has to be everywhere in the forefront of our minds. Uh, I was looking up what frontlets mean. And so back then what it was saying is they would tie thin, thin pieces of paper to their hands or, or on their, so they can literally see God's statutes and God's principles all the time now they did it so that everybody could say "Ooh, look at them but what they should have been doing it is in humility and in reverence to God and in following God I'm going to remember these things Moses is giving us a list through these verses giving us best practices for life so that we can honor and glorify God here are some of them love God with all your heart and soul store up his words within us teaches words diligently to our sons and our sons' sons and generation after generation. Never stop teaching and talking about God, the Bible, Jesus, the gospel. Everything that we do can be talked through the lens of the gospel. Whether we're at home, whether we're out and about, uh, whether we're at church walking downstairs and I mess up, he says before we wake or after we wake up before we go to bed are we writing these things and binding them to our hearts at every look and every pass so that we understand god's statutes do i live as though i love god with all my heart soul and mind it's kind of a hard thing to grasp i think uh because i don't do that often you know how, how often how, how much of the day do i live with god with with reminding uh, with all my heart, soul and mind am I in the word constantly do I faithfully have gospel conversations with my kids you could raise your hand if you want to but I'm not asking you to how many in here would say though you are very nervous to have gospel conversations with your kids because what if they ask a question you don't know what if they ask a really difficult question that you don't know? What if they bring something up about your faith that you have yet to solidify, and now all of a sudden you're not sure where to navigate this? But if we're faithful in having those conversations, not out of our strength, not out of our, our own power, but through the Spirit, He will give us the words. He will give us the wisdom. And maybe the wisdom is, I don't know. Let's call Pastor Josh. Let's let him deal with the crazy questions that these kids come up with which are amazing. There was one time a kiddo asked me, "How do we get to heaven?" And er yeah, but what they were asking is exactly what is taking place when God takes you from the earth and you to and brings you to heaven. This was right after two services on a Sunday morning. I was very very overwhelmed with the question. I said, let me get back to you. I'll do some study and I'll get back to you. But questions are good and kids ask questions. They ask questions all the time. And are we willing to, to faithfully have those combos conversations even if we're not sure of what's going to happen? Um, there, I was watching, just as a side note, I was watching a clip, I forget on what social media platform, but on something. And there's a, a, a guy who's a street barber and he just walks around the street and he cuts people's hair. He asks if he can cut their hair. And then what he does is then he just engages in their life and he asks them questions and he finds out about them. Well, there was a seven-year-old that he stopped and asked, could I cut your hair? And The seven-year-old said, sure. And what I saw kind of went with this. The guy was asking questions, getting to know the kid, Not trying to fix whatever he thought the kid said was good or bad. Sometimes as a dad, I I immediately want to get to the place where I can fix what you said because what you said is not necessarily correct. And then he would ask follow-up questions. Well, why do you think that way? Why do you think that that's important? And he just kept going. Now obviously he wasn't going, it wasn't not obviously, it wasn't a conversation for spirituality, but I thought the practice of being open and honest and talking and asking questions and not condemning and trying to find out and trying to learn and trying to understand, I thought that was amazing. How often do I keep God's word as a frontlet in my face where everything I look at is through that lens? How often do I do that? The third point is accept God's grace. This is the culmination of everything. Can I accept God's grace? Or is the enemy going to get me to think you're never going to be a good dad? You're going to do this over and over and over and over again. Look at how many times you've already done it. Your son's screwed now for the rest of his life because you've done all these things. Like, those are the intrusive thoughts. Those are the thoughts that the enemy attacks you with. I won't be able to do this. I've already screwed up way too much. That's the intrusive thoughts. So can I accept God's grace? Let's read the final passage. It's verses 20 through 23. When your son asks you in time to come, what is the meaning of the testimonies and the statutes and the rules That the Lord our God has commanded you. Then you shall say to your son, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt. And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And the Lord showed us signs and wonders great and grievous against Egypt and against Pharaoh and all his households before our eyes. And he brought us out from there that he might bring us in and give us the land that he swore to give to our fathers." Moses is explicitly appealing to the Israelites to remember what God has done, to remember what he's done in their life, in their their lifetime, and to not only remember that, but to talk to their kids and generation after generation about that. The kids ask the questions. Moses is saying have the answers Remember what God's done in your life. There are a lot of things that I can look back and say, yeah, I screwed up there, and God had grace on me. One of my kids does something. Uh, can I have, will I, will I uh, uh, show the same grace to them that God is showing to me? I'm not saying we let kids get away with stuff. That, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, how are we growing them in their faith to love Jesus? And how can I use the grace that God has given me and rescued me with to be able to do that well? Um, Yes, Moses is talking about God bringing him through the valleys, showing him his glory, showing his power, showing his strength. God's grace, forgiveness, and love throughout their whole timeline he continues to press in on the Israelites that they would not forget to talk about all of these things. Every one of us can look back and see God's grace in our life. Here's the thing. This is what I should have done on, that, on, those, on, that, on those steps. Are we willing? Well, and, and here, here's the, the, the cool part. It's, it's not over yet. I still can go to him and say, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I was frustrated, I had a lot in my mind, I was I I was stressed a little bit. I shouldn't have done that. And I should have never said, This is why I didn't want you to come. And so I'm sorry, I do want you to come. Are we willing to be vulnerable with our kids? Are we willing to show them the times that we don't get it right? Are we willing to talk about the times we completely missed God's expectation as parents and faith influencers for our kids? And even then, God's grace abounds. Can we do this? Nope. Can God do this through us? Yep. Did God call you to have the people in your life to help them in their faith walk and show them who Jesus is? Yep. I can't do it on my own, and I'm going to mess up all the time. But God's grace abounds. His grace rescues. God provided that gift of salvation through Jesus on the cross. I'm a sinner. I am not perfect. But because of Jesus' sacrifice, his blood washes my sins away. I can have a relationship with God through Jesus and now his grace rescues and it abounds and it's in my life and I can have a chance to use that With my kids. You and I are far from perfect, and God is not asking us to be. He is asking Him into the middle of our sin and failure. In that time, because I literally was like, okay, all right, then this is going to be an example upstairs. So, in that middle, in the middle of that, I'm praying in the midst of my uh, of, of, of completely blowing it and just allowing God to be in there. I don't know what to say. I don't know if I even feel what I want to say. I don't know, but he's just there. As I start to close up, there were a few quotes from the book, directly from the book, that I thought were amazing. And so I wanted to give them to you, and then you can write them down, or I can send them to you later. One of them is I don't have all the gifts, but the gifts I do have, I need to use more. What gifts do you have that are particularly using, used by God in your family for the people you have influence over? Don't wish you had something else. Use what you have. Luca was losing his mind the other day. Oh, Kids, you know, Dude Perfect, right? Yeah, and the Rage Monster, right? Yeah. Well, well, that's probably not a bad thing. Um, anyway, the Rage Monster is is a character in this in this show. Well, his older brother watches it, so Luca watches it, and now Luca yesterday after you know Lisa's wits were and an and all of a sudden decided to be the Rage Monster and throw food. And then laughing because he's the rage monster because he saw this on tv and now this is what he's doing so i go and rescue him because he's about ready to to not be around anymore (laughs) and i i'm holding him and i take him into bed and we lay down and wasn't me but all of a sudden it popped in my head do you know what a good steward is he said, I don't know who Stuart is. I said, I know not Stuart, Stuart. He, I said, God gives us things to take responsibility for and to help and, and to make sure we take care of them and to make sure that we're doing what he wants us to do. And we had this, and also the rage monster is, is a character and you can't do that in real life. That doesn't, that doesn't happen. Anyway, we had this beautiful little conversation and the rest of the day he was an angel I said, see, babe, I do know what I'm doing. I do know what I'm doing. (laughs) Okay, next. Accept God's best even if it doesn't feel like it's the best. We always do. Give me something happy and something sad that happened this past week. Because no matter what, God is with us and he is faithful to us and he wants what's best for us even if it doesn't feel like it. Here's the bottom line. God, this is again quotes, these are all quotes. God has met you so that you would be ready to introduce his glory and grace to your children. In the midst of grace, he's met you so that you can do that with your kids or whomever you have influence over. He calls you to do the impossible so that in your search for help, you would find more, uh, yes, you would find more than help, you would find him. The sustainer, all that I need. I can find in him no one gives grace better than a parent who humbly admits that he or she desperately needs it themselves once i accept and understand how broken i am and how much god's grace rescues me can i then start to do that with my kiddos or whomever and again students maybe you have younger siblings they irritate you too How are you able to show them an example of God's grace and mercy? All right, last one. We have been given not only glory, this this is I love, it it, it culminates the whole thing because it's it's specifically talking about grace and it says we've been given uh, not only glorious past and future grace but amazing present grace as well. I can remember real easy all the times that God's given me grace. I can hope for all the times that God's going to continue because he said, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. But what about the grace that's happening right now? This grace reaches you in your darkest parenting moments on an escalator at church. This grace touches you when you feel you are at the end of your wisdom. Lisa in the kitchen trying to get the rage monster not to throw food. This grace is Yours for the taking when you're walking down the hallway and you know that you've just blown it. It gives you a reason to get up in the morning and to be able to sleep at night no matter what you're facing. You and I are not able, let me read the question. You and I, I passed it. What does it take to be the primary faith influencers for our kids? Not ourselves. God's grace and mercy, the strength of the Spirit understanding that i'm not perfect being humble in that always telling my kids about god about his grace about the gospel being humble with them bringing them into that process that's what it takes i can't do it on my own because i'm going to mess up every time so whether you're a parent whether you're a grandparent a student you're not married a kid even kids and students, I want just, to, just to encourage you, your parents love you. There are times where it may not seem like it, but we love you. God's calling you to have grace too. Can you have grace with your parents when they mess up? Can you have grace with your parents when they don't act like Jesus? Because God's giving them grace, and they love you and they want to help you, Okay? Let me pray, and we're all set. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to uh, talk about your grace and your love and your faithfulness and your unconditional uh, love that you won't ever leave us. God, thank you that uh, you, you give us all that we need, that you are the sustainer, and that it's through your power that we can do all that you ask us to do. And God, I just thank you, uh, um, I, I just thank you for, for this day, and I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.